Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? All right, welcome on back to another edition of the Baltimore Beatdown podcast. It is 9.51 p.m. on Thursday night of draft night, round one coverage. Um, my name is Jake Luke. I'm joined right next to me uh, on the casting couch by Spencer Nathaniel Schultz. We were firing the podcast up to break down the pick of Kyle Hamilton at safety as news came off across the wire from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport that the Ravens have traded wide receiver Marquise Brown to the Arizona Cardinals for the 23rd overall pick. So we're live on the pod right now. Um, we're also live on YouTube right now. I think what we're going to do here is just roll through until they pick a 23, see what happens. But Kyle Hamilton, the pick at 14 feels like not a ton to say there. It just feels like a fairly obvious Ravens go and get this golden boy esque player on the secondary at a position. They value a lot. Um, I love the pick. I think you like it. Um, we move forward. It feels like a very long-term type deal. Uh, anything on that before we get into the trade? No, I have nothing to say on that. I've, well, I have many, many thoughts on Kyle Hamilton, but I want to get to Marquise Brown immediately. The Ravens acquire the 23rd pick. They acquire the 100th pick. This is a franchise defining trade. It feels like in a really interesting way, the Ravens, as I've referred to so many times, gotten flack for talking about it or quote unquote, like blaming Lamar or something, which I've never done. Marquise Brown, in my opinion, was on track to become one of the best receivers in Ravens history. Um, love what he has done in his career in Baltimore, stepped up in the playoffs, fought through his foot injury, done some outstanding things. Him and Lamar, very, very close. As I'm working through this mentally, Lamar had to know this was coming. Um, Marquise Brown, I, I've, you know, at times there's the whole Instagram. You take down your Instagram, do all that stuff. Marquise Brown did that. Ravens wise, it, he did it right after Kyler Murray did it with the Cardinals. Um, I like the fit for Marquise Brown going there. Marquise Brown has been great. Lamar Jackson's best friend. This is a very, this is going to be a very panicked reaction from this fan base. There's going to be a lot to go into it. We'll see how the Ravens respond at 23. They're going to back, they're going to have two straight years of four first round picks. Uh, whatever. So curious to see how this ultimately plays out. Probably, you know, the person Lamar is closest with is his number one, number two target, you know, 1A, 1B, Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown. 
Um, Brown's going to be able to do some nice things in that vertical offense, that RPO offense that Cliff Kingsbury runs. But now they're left. Rashad Bateman immediately propels into a high, high, high role um, as the Ravens' number one receiver with Mark Andrews. After that, a lot of opportunity for other guys. It feels like the Ravens are now slingshotting into the possibility of trade, tra- drafting a receiver. Uh, man, a lot to process, ultimately. And the weird part about it is that they walk out of 14, not only with Howie Roseman leapfrogging them, leapfrogging his good friend Eric DaCosta to take Jordan Davis, but regardless, you take a defensive player at 14, the receivers are already off the board. Jamison Williams is already gone. Chris Olave went the pick before that. Garrett Wilson went the pick before that. And Drake London went two picks before that. So Traylon Burks, really like him. Talked about him, you know, in this beatdown big board of what you can do having him after the catch, how he might round out the room, the power forward skill set, not the most polished player. Things of that nature. I feel like realistically the Ravens could net Burks out of that. But man, this is nuts. And I do want to give a shout out not to someone that I have spoken to in my life, but let's see. Between the yards on Twitter, covering every sport between Camden Yards and the Navy Yard, I bet on sports for fun, called it at 12.23 p.m. Sources tell me the Ravens are actively shopping Hollywood Brown, Eric Tacasa making to look a big, making to look a, looking to make a big splash on draft day, and he certainly did that. So the Ravens net two picks out of it. The immediate factor that I didn't process in my brain is the the big smokescreen of the offseason is uh, (laughs) Eric DaCosta saying, in regards to Hollywood Brown, that we think picking up his fifth-year option, which they would have to do in the next couple days, is a bargain. Instead, they flip him for a first. So the Cardinals view him as a player that they are going to trade a first-round pick for and then pay. that is, I, I would have liked to pay Hollywood Brown, uh, you know, less than Christian Kirk money, something like that. I do like Hollywood Brown a lot. I would love to have, have a contract extension for him, but to be able to acquire the first is nice. You are now opening yourself up to more volatility. So yeah, we, we've got some comments coming in too. I guess they don't want to pay Hollywood. Acquiring a first round pick for Hollywood is, and not paying him and not having an extension in place is pretty crazy. But Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown, they did it in college. They're going to have that connection. Um, I'm curious to see how this impacts Lamar Jackson and and what's going on, obviously, with his overall contract ongoing situation. You know, what is it? But I feel like the Ravens tend to be very open, transparent. It felt like maybe this had to do with what they had navigated through discussions with Hollywood's agent, who is the same agent that hmm, Debo Samuel has, DK Metcalf has. Terry McLaurin has, who is absolutely ripping through NFL owners, getting the most money for his guys. Salute to that agent, um, 100%. But, man, um, wow. Yeah, little, it's... little speechless in ways. A lot to process. And the funny part of it is that they come out with a safety after having signed Marcus Williams. DaCosta basically had this in place as he's – it's like two for one. I'm making this – Titans traded A.J. Brown to the Eagles. This agent is insane. So what is this guy doing? This agent is wrecking the NFL. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly. Debo, honest- not going to play for San Francisco. So this guy, th- this agent, please pull up his name. Can we please find his name somewhere? Is making his guys 20, 30, 50 billion dollars. 
This dude is about to buy a small country with the, the commission that he gets, the 3%. It's Jimmy, Jimmy Sexton. Jimmy Sexton, sh- salute to you, my friend. Holy shit. The Eagles get AJ Brown. My buddy who's an Eagles fan was texting me about the Jordan Davis trade, and now he just texted me, holy fuck. Wow. This has been the craziest NFL offseason ever. It has. It At has. least in my adult lifetime and, and my lifetime that I can remember. Um, wow. So much to process. I, I'll say I have nothing but nice things I'll to say about Hollywood Brown I, as a player. I, I totally do. I love the Hollywood experience. I defended him when a lot of people didn't. I'm totally fine with this move. I didn't feel like I wanted to pay him the money that he was going to be looking for. It must be. It's it's, it's $20 million plus a year. So the first round, pay that. A first-round pick is pretty pretty premium capital for a guy Eric that you were not going to pay. Uh, this, like, is the, this is the take. This is the take for me. Eric DaCosta is making— the, Washington took Jahan Dotson? I like Jahan Dotson. I, I love him, but I, I totally well, miss that. Receiver goes off the board. Now the Chargers are immediately there. They take what are they going to take? Trevor Penning. This draft is flying. Chargers are going to take. Fuck it. Yeah, I guess they can't take a receiver. Wow. I, they could take Traylon Burks. I don't know that that helps their. Jerry's not going to let that happen. I don't know that that's going to help their their offense the way that. Uh, um, I don't know. Whatever. I feel like it's Penning, but. Wow. Um, Eric DaCosta is, is swinging right now. And if, I guess Hollywood Brown, man, the, the smoke was all there. It's all real. The, the IG remove stuff, all of it, Instagram taking down posts, all of that stuff. That agent has navigated through that sense. Very good pick for the chargers. One all, word. All uh, yes. Yeah, I Johnson to the chargers, the chargers. All, all pro caliber player quickly. And I mean, they, they get Rashawn Slater last one year. word, one word here for me. Bubble. What do you mean by bubble? Bubble wide receivers. Bubble. All right. Do we want to pay them? I mean, I would have paid AJ Brown if I were the Titans, but Hollywood feels like it feels like so the what, what is Hollywood. It, what is it, so the Ravens get twenty three and one hundred. What is the trade package for the Titans? I don't know. Did the Ravens get one hundred? Yes, they got twenty three and one hundred. They now pick like 100, 101. They have a pick in the nineties, so they had another pick. I don't know, man. This is going to be a lot to process, a lot of content coming out, everything going on. Um, I thought wow. they got. I thought it was straight up. Twenty three. Wow. Didn't didn't see that coming. Saw the saw the tweet. It's funny. Today. I want to shout out my guy uh, LJ to Hollywood. We were DMing today, and he said Hollywood's been acting weird this off season. He's removed Raven stuff from his social media. He hasn't been working out with Lamar. I was like, ah, I wouldn't read too much into it. He's just he's been on social media a lot. Maybe he's trying to unplug himself a little bit. Hollywood from Brown it. tweeted, "Wish I could have played with my brother forever, but I'm going to see you at the top, Lamar." Lamar retweeted what the fuck we traded Hollywood. So there's that. So uh, you go ahead and keep filibustering. I'm going to reload us a little bit. So I'll be back in a minute. I don't know. I don't, I just, you know, we don't have to have, there's not a take immediately. Eric Tacasa making some pretty crazy moves. I'm just curious to see, and I don't know, but how it's going to impact what happens with Lamar Jackson moving forward. And out of all of it, you end up, Taking Kyle Hamilton, in addition to Marcus Williams, in addition to Chuck Clark, in addition to Marcus, and to Marlon Humphrey, in addition to Marcus Peters, you have Brandon Stevens back there as well. So it's like you've got, I don't know, uh, you don't even you don't have cornerback depth in a sense, but you have a lot of playmaking ability on the back end. You still have Mark Andrews, who to me I've said on this podcast, so I don't think I need to deviate from that take, but he's been their wide receiver one. Hollywood Brown, the deep threat, takes the top off, does all of those things. Lamar's best friend. Um, I don't know, man. I do not know. A lot, a lot, a lot going on. So the Titans now have the 18th pick. This is insanity! 
We're seeing things that have never happened before. This is unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented. NFL history. The yeah, unprecedented the the NFL experience is out of this world. I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. I'm in a nobody, of emotions. Nobody loves the NFL more than you. I'm like I'm like kind of dead inside, but also completely going nuts. 18 and 101 for AJ Brown. So He's that. Really good, by the way. Oh yeah. Um, so. <laughs> this agent has had his <laughs> Jim Sexton. What a guy, Jimmy Sexton. I wonder had... if there's any relation to a uh, Buck Sexton, who's like a political or commentator, whose name sounds a little too close to something else. Um, but yeah, that's wild. Unprecedented time. Um, I see one comment here and it's, it's two letters. And if there was a way to pull strings, yep. it is D Kalen. Metcalf, especially after you got 100. I mean, if that is a thing that is in this world of possibilities to parlay into DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin, that would be lovely. Um, love Hollywood very much so, but would love to have someone more physical. If you're paying that kind of top dollar, I, I can understand that more kind of well-rounded game, but I don't want to speak ill of Hollywood at all. Love what he did in Baltimore. Can't say enough about his tenure. Big catches he made in the playoffs. Big performances in the playoffs. Uh, big, you know, going back over his 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 tenure over the three seasons in Baltimore, the Chiefs game, the Dolphins game. So many big moments. Been a really fun player in Baltimore. We'll we'll always have that memory. But it's like holy shit, man. They find they drafted a receiver, first drafted receiver to go for a thousand yards. Yeah. In a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, Tory did it one. Excuse year, me, Tory, 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 Tory. Yeah. Uh, who so they've had two receivers that they've drafted, both of them in the last uh, you know within a decade and of each other, and both of them don't get a second contract in Baltimore. The receiver situation in Baltimore is just historically as a franchise absolute insanity. So I'd call that pick an abject success, though. Yeah, like yeah. And I loved it. This is what I loved about it. They asked Lamar's input. He said, "I want Hollywood or Jerry Judy." You get him Hollywood. Hollywood did good things in Baltimore. Um, Man, so it's wild. And they're picking within five picks now again, like. And in terms of the board, Jermaine Johnson still hasn't. He's still there, Jim. So he fell. um, Guy that I really love in this class still, you know, would be the fourth edge. So seeing him kind of maybe not in that top, I guess, you know, he wasn't in that top tier that was, was whispered about rumored about all those guys going, but. What the fuck, man? I don't know how to – it's a tough to quickly analyze how what you do at 23 can look like or what it will look like in the relativity of Hollywood being traded, taking Kyle Hamilton, and everything in between. So this has been an absolute whirlwind. It's funny. The NFL always gets us. We were talking about how last year, earlier, for those of you who have been on with us for a while – Last year was the probably the moment where I thought like Jake and I had our like number the best highlight was when they took Rashad Bateman, who in all of this has been working with Lamar. I I don't know, man. <laughs> I can sidebar on that. Marquise hasn't. Didn't think it was a huge deal, but silently it was. And now we went into this draft saying this is, you know, a, a stock draft. Even through the first ten picks, you know, eight picks, ten, nine picks, ten picks, no trades, no quarterbacks. The linemen went, the edges went, the corners went. Everything's completely as expected. 
And then it's the Saints trade up. The who was twelve? The, the Lions, Lions trade up. Then the, the Eagles, Eagles trade up. Yeah. The Ravens pick Kyle Hamilton and then trade Marquise Brown. And then the the Eagles trade for AJ Brown after they took Jordan Davis. And then Jahan Dotson goes at 16. That sucks. I wish he would have been one of those day two guys because the Ravens need to take a wide receiver now, I think. Your depth chart is Rashad Bateman, Tylen Wallace, Devin Duvernay. I mean, obviously, you, you flip those two. James Prochet's, you know, done some things. But, like... Then you've got, you know, your practice squad guys. It's not looking good. I mean, I like I like those three top guys. I like them. But Hollywood you was... Mean, yeah, Mark, I mean, and Mark Andrews is a wide receiver. He is. My eyes, he is, yeah. He is a wide receiver. But then who's who's Mark Andrews if Mark Andrews is a wide receiver, right? right. Like, you gotta... That opens up another You game. gotta... Exactly. You need to... Your depth is limited. Traylon Burks. And the Steelers are going to get Malik Willis at 20. Are they going to take Traylon Burks to replace A.J. Brown? Take Ritter. There we go. Mm. Yep. That's that's so pretty much that a, Yeah, that's a perfect pick. Now, uh, what do you do at ball, if you're Baltimore? You take another defensive player. You need the you need the, the Saints. The fans are going to go insane. The, the, the fan base is going to go insane. You trade away. They want more weapons. I don't, I don't, don't really – I don't necessarily want to trade a receiver away and then just take a receiver. You know what I mean? Like, especially with the way the board – like, who are you going to take here? Well, the way the board is going, yeah. You can't take you can't take a Christian guy. Watson would be a, a very I'm good. very boomer bust. I'm good on that at 23. I like I like what he can do in terms of like dropping his dropping his weight and does a lot of interesting for sure. Things, but, but I I just get like space guy, not like Trevor Penning, a guy who uses board. his size. That I would be fine with Trevor Penning at 23. I wouldn't like it, but I would be fine with it. Uh, man. So there we have it, guys. So now I guess getting into Kyle Hamilton. As this next pick, as we have a little bit of downtime before this next pick. So the R word, we've talked about it a million times, range. Range, range. Range. So range is not something that can be detected in a 40 time. Range is processing speed. Kyle Hamilton has great processing speed. Is flying 20 time. If you want to get into it, Mike Renner of PFF went into a full dissertation on his flying 20, which is when a player is moving and then getting to top speed was in the 90 something percentile. At the same time, he's six foot four ish. He has a ridiculous wingspan. I don't have it off the top of my head, but eight, over eighty inches. He can close throwing windows. Between him and Marcus Williams, you have so much. There's a contingency plan. You know, Chuck Clark has been a good player for the Ravens. Um, has been consistent. He can cover a little bit more. Maybe it feels like so. Now you have that eraser for tight ends. I don't like Kyle Hamilton getting matched up, especially early. We'll see what, how far he comes, but. Uh, like matched up on a slot receiver. I don't like that. So probably going to see him in some two high looks and then walking down into that dimebacker role. Um, so I, the biggest question to me is Chuck Clark now. I think it, it it adds some some volatility there. But the big takeaway here is that the Ravens have effectively punted Marquise Brown's contract. You don't have Mark. You don't have Lamar Jackson through an extension yet, and you've removed a weapon. You haven't addressed the offensive line outside. Morgan Moses did address the offensive line. So to me, Ronnie Stanley, you're you're banking your chips on the defining ankle of Eric DaCosta's tenure. Very much so in this situation. If Ronnie Stanley is able to go and play at a high level, then you're in good shape. Tackle-wise, you have McCarry. Center questions, you know, whatever. I think McCarry is fine with the season. But what do you do to add to this offense? Is it DK Metcalf? Is it Debo Samuel? 
Is there something else coming? A lot of questions. I feel like I have more questions than answers after the Ravens picked at 14, which I didn't anticipate. So it's uh, very fluid. It's kind of what I, it's, it's what I've been thinking, man. I don't know if they're really trying to push all their chips in this year. Well, what, what do you mean? Put it, it just opens up a can of worms to me. What, what is pushing your chips in? You have a quarterback that's going to get you to the playoffs, no matter what your situation looks like. If you have a good line, they they have better weapons, I would say ultimately than they, they had in 2019. You've got two backs coming off of ACLs though. You don't have a Yonda, but um, I don't know. I don't, it's a weird situation going into this kind of contract extension. Yeah. Situation. And so it feels like move on from that, pick somebody else at that position at some point this year, try to compete this year. You know, the Ravens are always going to compete with Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh. They're probably going to be in the playoffs, but it's not the thing where fans are talking about, you know, F them picks and do all that. And just like, you know, just throw everything at the table and try to get over the bills, try to get over the chiefs, try to beat the, you know, chiefs chargers. Are spot and, too. Sure. But they're going to be right there. They're going to be right there because they have Mahomes. Like that's just the way that it is. And like, it's, they're just not doing that right now. I mean, like, and kind of like it. I kind of like Marcus Williams, five-year deal. Kyle Hamilton, five-year deal. Hollywood Brown, gone. We'll see what they do at 23. Morgan Moses is a good stopgap. We're going to see what the plan is long-term for the offensive line. Ronnie Stanley, reportedly good to go. It just feels like a very solid, I wouldn't say stock offseason because I wouldn't have expected a lot of these moves to have taken place, but it just feels like they are... They are not trying to win this arms race that a lot of other teams are trying to win. In fact, they are actively punting on it with this move that they just well, made. It, it, for me, it just comes back to, to value. And if you're paying someone $20 million, are you getting $20 million of play? And right. And some t- a lot of these teams are ignoring that idea. They're just saying, oh, well, fuck it. If you can help us win this year, we fuck would value. Rather yeah, right. We would rather get $13 million of play, of play for $20 million of pay or $22 million of pay. Um, so Cardinals on the other side of that, or, you know, when Deandre Hopkins is out, they're lacking. So Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown, the Twitch brothers, the OU boys team back up. And in the NFC, it feels like that's a strong move for the Cardinals, uh, relative to maybe what they, they expected it. You know, who the Ravens are going to take, I just, it just hit me. Carl Loftus. Yeah. At 23. I can see it. That's who they're going to take at 23. I think Penning goes here, or uh, not Penning. Um, or yeah, Penning for the Saints. Yes. So, man, oh, an absolute whirlwind. One of the craziest days, Baltimore Ravens history. I don't know man. if Carl, I don't know if Carl Loftus gets past New England, but yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I think they go Quay Walker. Um, but one of the craziest days in in Ravens history. One of the craziest hours in Ravens history. We're still in the middle of it. I mean, they still got a pick. Eric DaCosta is swinging. Hunting, but also swinging in many ways. Um, so, curious. There's Penning. Like that fit in uh, New Orleans, that's fine. You know, replace Armstead. Um, Jake Long listed as, I think, Daniel Jeremiah's comp. That's funny. I see that. But, yeah, it's it's weird. You're taking a weapon away from Lamar Jackson. You're adding to your secondary yet again. Morgan Moses is a nice step in the right direction. You know, we we love Marcus Williams, but a lot of question marks still. A lot of free cap in the next couple of years. Um, and then it goes back again. Value is the conversation pertaining to receivers and what we've talked about so many times of how saturated the market is. But that didn't happen here. The teams are bucking what we're saying, essentially. They took 
six receivers in the top 18. And yeah. From, in 10 picks, six receivers just went. I don't think anybody had that on their bingo card. No, no quarterbacks had either. Pittsburgh, they sat there, and they're, all the quarterbacks are at their disposal <laughs> if they want one. They are. And if, they have another one. They have Deontay Johnson, another 2019 uh, receiver. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Waiting on a big contract. I think he's a, a, a demon for sure. But Good player, but it, so is Hollywood Brown. Sure. Um, but, wow, man. Been a crazy, a crazy hour. I don't know how to process all of it at once. The amount of content coming out of this is going to be ridiculous. I'm curious to see Eric DaCosta's comments. And holy shit, I have not even looked at Twitter. I have not looked at anything. I have been getting text messages left and right. I am excited to ride this out through 23. But you said, you know, you didn't like the... You're like, I don't like the idea of trading a receiver and then immediately replacing. That That was the Titans' philosophy. A comp for Traylon Burks very commonly has been A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, yeah. I mean, They're like, all right, we're not going to pay $25 million. We're going to take A.J. Brown instead. Because the Bears, I mean, the Bears. Is this did, a, did Trent Baalke ruin the NFL? He's done that in many ways. Um, but, yeah, maybe he did it again. Christian I mean, Kirk Christian Kirk, that, like, that is, that is horrendous. What a fucking idiot you are, Trent Baalke. So we've now No seen, offense. We've now seen that happen. Devontae Adams traded first and a second in a record, you know, setting deal. Tyreek Hill traded. Marquise Brown traded. A.J. Brown traded. What else? First round pick for Marquise Brown is kind of wild. I'm Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it, Jim. I don't know. So you're... It's it's gonna it's gonna be like all right what they do at twenty three you directly compare that rookie immediately to what Marquise Brown could do feels like it's not gonna be a receiver but then it's also the savings I don't know I don't know it's, it's a, the bu- it's, a weird it's spot. the bubble Marquise Brown Deontay Johnson these guys are CDOs collateralized debt obligations this is the bubble is bursting like you you don't pay these guys like I'm sorry it's just crazy the Eagles trade for AJ Brown with Hurts. As their quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Very much so. I like him, but like, yeah. They have a nice little thunder and lightning. They already signed it. Well, they already signed Brown to, I think, a four-year contract. So that might be a long-term move. Get your quarterback. I mean, you're not going to trade a first for Brown and then not sign the extension. They've probably already talked. The agent, it's that, it's Sexton. They've already been in touch. (laughs) Yeah, Sexton is. Sexton is is making tens of millions of dollars today. I want to, I want to, someone, we need some, some insight into the Sexton household right now. What's going on there? I guess he's not home. Jimmy yeah, Jimmy and Buck and all the boys. Let, let us know Who about else the, is he representing? How Sexton. does he become my agent? That's that's the next question. How do I get represented by Jimmy Sexton? Or, uh, is his name Jimmy? Yeah. Jimmy Sexton? Jim Sexton. Jim yeah. Sexton. Freaking Saul Goodman. He really is. Saul Goodman. Wow. Slip, slipping Jimmy Sexton. Slipping Jimmy Sexton is just breaking the bank over and over again. What do we What do we have in the comments as we are waiting for the Steelers? It's here? people are fired up. We got seventy people in here. We had up to like ninety, I think, when the trade went down. Um, yeah, people mentioning the social media thing, which I I didn't put stock into it. I don't think you did either, but I guess maybe there was something to that. George Dickens is still there. <laughs> I didn't. Austin Gale, the Marquise Brown trade makes zero sense for the Cardinals. This is robbery by Baltimore. It re- like, Ravens really, just though. revealed their board. DeAndre Hopkins, you know, and AJ I can't Green. Read any like, of it. This is the Ravens draft board. And I can't read any of it. <laughs> None of it's legible. I need to increase the resolution. It's probably for 
So I think that's on purpose. Yeah. I, I, I could I could zoom in here. I can figure something out. Z- zoom in and enhance. It's funny. We had a uh, really old engineer at my old job who was like this crackety old bastard. And he was uh, talking to my friend in marketing one day. He was like, <laughs> zoom in and enhance on this picture they were looking at. He's like, it's a 2021 board. What, Steve? Board. Zoom in and enhance. Like it was the most obvious thing in the world. It's like, no, Steve, they just do that on CSI. Like that's not a real thing. So if the Ravens walked out of this with... Our boy Cole laying it down. The Ravens walked out of this with Kyle Hamilton, Jermaine Johnson, George Pickens, and let's say like a, a Rashid Walker at left tackle. <sighs> that that you could get me going for. That you could get me interested in. I am. I don't know. We just know that the Ravens philosophy. And again, we're recording this podcast. You guys are listening to this. We're also live streaming at the same time. We're about two and a half hours in, give or take. Uh, two and a half hours of beers in, give or take as well. But wow, man. Josina saying Hollywood Brown was the one who wanted to be moved. Okay. I just don't know. She she got that from the team, so it's possible that they're, you know, they're slanting it um, a bit. Whatever, but, but I'm just, I, I honestly... Love Hollywood Brown. Love what he's done. I'm worried about you know what the what the ramifications with Lamar are, and and what's going on here. Yeah. So yeah, you're not going to do this to me, really, Franco Harris. I mean, whatever, whatever. They take Malik Willis. I don't give a shit. I just I don't need to see the fucking catch that was not actually a catch. By the way, I don't need any the Steelers slop fest. You know, Mister Rooney. Like, let's just get through this, please. Why did they get this? Oh, the 50. Oh, we're just so happy about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Steelers. and It, it just feels like it's two steps forward and one step back with Hollywood Brown. It does. I mean, it does. It does. Now you have Rashad Bateman and. It does, but it doesn't until it does, but it doesn't. You want James Prochet to get a shot? You, got, you might be getting your chance here. It does, but it doesn't because you're going to have to pay him very soon. And that is a step back in my opinion. Dead air for the Steelers pick. Franco Harris making it. Fuck yeah! Let's go! (laughs) Jake nailed it. The big catch-up bottle. The first quarterback comes off the board. The classy Mr. Mayor, Mr. Rooney, goes and gets his game. Mr. Mara, yeah, Mr. Rooney. Well, they're probably sitting around having sloppy steaks together talking about their shitty fucking quarterbacks. Love that for them. Stays in the big catch-up bottle. Yep. That's okay. That's QB hilarious. Warren, Kenny Pickett. That's hilarious. So they they did the, the Steelers for months. Everything that teams do is bullshit in this pre-draft process that gets put out to the media. Every, anyone would have told you they wanted Malik Willis. Anyone said that they've been in love with Malik Willis. I think they've openly talked about their, their admiration for Malik Willis, and they pass on him. Hands down for Kenny Pickett. We talked about this on Jake's mock literally yesterday. That what would be the the Steelers move? Patriots trade back. Interesting. The Steelers move coming out of Ben Roethlisberger is to retain a big catch-up bottle boy in Kenny Pickett, uh, the the Pittsburgh kid. So wow. Why not? I mean, you know, is they're a great organization. Mitch Trubisky and he's, I think Mitch Trubisky's better than Kenny Pickett. I don't know. I, Maybe I'm an idiot in a couple of years. Right, I think right now you're probably right. Right now you're right. I don't know. How Pickett's, much better, Pickett, Pickett. Pickett's processing, his standing up to pressure, not good. But it's like hopefully. I just don't like the, the blanket statement of anything is I don't like what he does in the pocket. I don't like 
his feet in the pocket. He gets happy feet. He gets jittery. He falls back. There's he, things you can. There's things you can work out. But what are the what are the skills there? What are the physical tools to work with? Uh, Matt Hasselbeck <laughs> being the player comp. Yeah. And he can scoot. I'll give him that. And he no, he can. The sickest, he did have the sickest fake slide in the history. One of the sickest moves I've ever seen in my life, that fake slide. He can scoot. Um, you know, he had Jordan Addison, first rounder next year. Had a, Brendan, our boy ben, Brendan Marion was the yep. receivers coach. They had some weapons for sure. Uh, took him si- about seven years at college to have that breakout season. Uh, but but just don't love what he does in clean pockets consistently. The arm talent. He gets like Joe Burrow comps, whatever. But uh, yeah. Wow, 20, the latest in our lifetime a quarterback's gone? It's got to be. Uh, that's way sure, up there. It was what? Well, no, 2013, um, EJ Manuel, right? What pick was it, that? That was, that was, that was, teens. I thought that was, tw- uh, yeah, that might have been teens, yeah. That's teens. Yeah, that's got to be the latest. <sighs> KC moved up ahead of Green Bay. So, that yeah, they traded for the Patriots pick. For- Wide receivers got picked clean. Kyrie Elam, maybe? I could throw up several. Jermaine, John- <laughs> Jermaine Johnson still on the board. I don't know who. I get Jermaine Johnson not fell very far. Red star guy for me still. We did kind of hear some teams don't even have him on their board. Apparently, there's something related. Maybe it wasn't Thibodeau when uh, there were some people floating out that there's a player that has some whatever off field stuff. But could be. Could be. Don't know. So can't speak to it necessarily. The Ravens get leapt. By the Chiefs, I guess the Chiefs will still pick twice. Probably gave, I guess, a third or a fourth of one of their 35 picks in this draft. Patriots trade back. Kurt Warner with a hell of a goatee here. Damn. Look at that salt and pepper. Ravens took, I mean, I mean, I don't even, you have the fifth-year option still. But I guess Marquise Brown wanted out. This is strange. So I don't know what to say, man. I uh, Orlando Brown wants out. Marquise Brown wants out. The Browns want out. Lamar Jackson yet to be inked. You take a safety when you already just spent $70 million on one and have another one that's been a longtime starter and a player you're going to keep probably for at least another year. Weird spot to be in as a Ravens fan for sure. Pickens maybe here. Pickens, Watson. It could be, but the attitude things, people keep hyping on the attitude things. The only thing, and again, what have we learned? That nothing that is said pre-draft, again, for the 50th time matters. Very true. Unless it's Trayvon Walker to the Jags, because that didn't matter. I'll I'll go with Nicky Saban's word here. Listen, yeah, if Nick doesn't like you, I don't like you unless the Ravens pick you, and then I love you. Man, Eric DaCosta and the Ravens front office are going to be having some press conferences. I wouldn't have, I'll be honest, I don't think they, or I wouldn't have thought they would get a first round pick for Marquise Brown. The national, I mean, everyone nationally Mar- is. Hollywood Brown needing to get paid. I Sean Bateman could go over 1,500 yards this year. Yeah. And like Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown needing to get paid. Like I wouldn't give up a first round pick for that. I just saw the pick for the Chiefs. It's fine with me. Okay, good. I'm, I'm scrolling around here. Nationally, the feedback is, wow, the Ravens are so good at this. Wow, wow, wow. I don't need to hear all that. I mean, let's just, let's get through the night, and then we'll talk (laughs) about that. Mm. I don't. Sean Bateman's fantasy value. I'll tell you about that, though. And maybe, hmm, 
I guess now my my onion being peeled back is, or my brain being my onion, is that they took Rashad Bateman last year, and maybe there was a little more that more to that than we thought originally. Could have been. Could have been. Who do you think they pick? Kyrie Elam? Pretty close. Andy Booth? Pretty close. McDuffie off oh, the board. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was even there. McDuffie off the board. Um, so, ends I was, up being cornerback three, no corners, go after, what, what was it, four? Four Sauce went four, yep. um, yeah. So, Ravens could very well be going Elam here. They could, yeah. And just absolutely continue to say we are going to make our secondary. Brother, they were starting <laughs> Robert Jackson last year against a yep. receiving core consisting of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and whoever the fuck else the Bengals had. The Steelers draft wide receivers out of their ass that are good. You got Amari Cooper coming to the division. I kind of like the idea of just saying, let's Elam, go all in on Elam that. is a press corner two or three in this draft. Stingley's, you know, probably still above him, but more of well-balanced. If you're looking for somebody to be in a real press role, it's Elam. Um, Booth has the skills too, but he's, he's not a big jammer. I've joked around about it. And I've I've also joked that it's, I've joked around about it. I've joked around that it's bullshit. I think the last name thing might come into play. I hate to say that. Like, I don't think the Ravens are that stupid, but like, whatever, Um, whatever we can, we can go deep into that wormhole or not, but Packers are now up. Packers, Need to take a receiver. Which, <laughs> that, talk about a mega tough scene for Brian Gutekunst after. And they still have two picks. Thinking, probably thinking that they were gonna, just going to get one of these guys so there's, falling there's, into there's, their lap. Like, Unless Pickens is truly off of, like, off of teams' boards on day one and, like, maybe even two. Yeah, if you need one, like, you got to take him Watson, now. Like, Sky Moore. I don't know who, who would be the pick other than those three um, if you're taking a receiver. So they immediately. They already, they already pick, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Ravens take Carl Loftus at 23 here. Yeah, I could see that. If Jermaine Johnson's continuing to slip, continuing to fall, feels like there's a little bit of a reason for it. He's there. He's in uh, in good old Vegas. <laughs> Jonah Schaefer with the tweet of a lifetime, possibly. The Ravens are a pick away from being back on the clock. Plenty of studs available. A position of need still. Lewis Seen, Daxton Hill, Jalen Petrie, and Jaquan Brisker. <laughs> Uh, he's not wrong. God, he's not wrong. Mother of God. Nickel, nickel options abound. You can relate. Yeah. Well, once the fucking Eagles traded in front of the Ravens, seems like they were going to, the Ravens were going to take Jordan Davis. If only somebody could have predicted that. Seems like the Ravens were going to take. George I'm, I'm so glad I got that right because you and were, how you're so bad about it. Eric, Lacey, Jackson, Ronnie Stanley, anyone involved with the DeCostas. Keep his wife's name did, out did your Howie, fucking mouth. Did Howie get you drunk? Did Howie get you drunk, Eric? I want that that trade up befuddled me. Howie, that's still that chocolate. is what that is what started this all. Howie likes vanilla and chocolate. All right. We're still on the podcast. I totally forgot yes, about that. We are still on the podcast. Okay. Well, we're getting a little we're, weird, we're but like that's an hour okay. Into the podcast we are going on 40 minutes into it. Yes. Yeah. So, 
Man, oh Ravens man, are oh man. on the clock officially. So they picked Eric Stokes in the first round last year. I've totally blanked that out of my memory. I like Eric Stokes. Um, I didn't. I didn't watch him at all last year. Played the Ravens, but um, well, oh yeah, actually he did. He made a play, and I was like, oh, who's that? It's like, oh yeah, it's first. And now you can get another, you know, they have Preston Smith, they have Rashawn Gary, and you can replace Darius Smith with a Karloftis, who fits into that, you know, power role. You can replace him with, uh, I guess that would be the pick at edge. I don't know. Johnson continuing to slide. Here we go. Wow. Linebacker one for me goes linebacker one. Quay Walker to the Packers teams up with Devondre Campbell. Quay Walker fits that, holy shit, his wingspan is a pterodactyl um, linebacker mold and has the block deconstruction and blitz. Just really well-rounded linebacker, my my favorite in this class. So there we go. Yeah. Quay Walker and the Baltimore Ravens are officially on the clock. Man, oh, man, oh, man. What to do, what to do. In this situation. And whoever you pick is going to get associated with Marquise Brown for quite some time. There's more to it, of course, but. George Pickens, Sky Moore still on the board for wide receivers. Ravens traded back with Buffalo. Wow. Why not? How many picks do you need? Wow. Well, they only had eight. And or then 10, it, I should say. Yeah, and then they got two more. <laughs> well, yeah, two more. They added two picks for Marquise Brown. They traded back again. Yes, they just traded back again. Round 234. Something's going haywire. Here. Yeah, I don't know. This is wrong. Yeah, they, they did, did trade back. They traded the back once. Traded okay, up. yeah. So you have Ebicati, you have Karloftis, you have Johnson on the board. Dude, NFL Network made me think that they traded back in the second round. I was like, I'm going to lose my mind if they did that. So they pick at 14, they trade Marquise Brown, then they trade back. They have all of those picks. I don't know what's going on, man. I do not know what's going on. Neither do I, brother. I'm (laughs) I'm right there with you. Don't know what's going on inside the castle. This is the most disconnected I think I've ever felt. I almost bought a bunch of minis, too, to bring here. You should have. And now I regret not doing that. Man, oh, man. Yeah, I I don't keep a ton of liquor on hand. Yeah, it's fine. But mentally... I've been ripping many, many minis. Bills go corner. Elam is still there. Get take Petrie or Brisker and get a guy who can replace uh, Poyer, as um, Cole would say. I'm like trying not to be reactionary, but something is afoot beyond even Marquise Brown. You know what I'm thinking of, and I have no inside information on this. A good friend of ours who writes for the website Barstool Sports. Oh, the Ravens traded 100 and Hollywood 
423. So the Ravens gave up 100. I'm sorry. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, there like, you go. Yeah. Um, and they got the 25th and the 130th and have six fourth round picks now from the Bills. But uh, Barstool Banks wrote that thing several months ago at this point about things going on behind the scenes that nobody knows about yet, things that would make your head spin. And I totally forgot about that until now. And inevitably at this point feels like it's Lamar. Could be. All Lamar related, so I don't know. Could Ravens be. have been tight-lipped to a degree, but whew, here we go. And here we go. Ravens just, just making this. The, the number one thing the Ravens love to do is uh, make this process take as long as possible every single year. Every single year. <laughs> Two picks last year. The trades they do. Um, 2018, man, thought this would be stick pick 14. In all likelihood, thought we were going to get a Jordan Davis and roll from there, and it appears differently. Now we're going to hear about Debo. We're going to hear about DK. We're going to hear about Terry McLaurin, inevitably, for quite some time. Um, we're going to hear about Lamar for quite some time. And man, oh, man, hard to say what's going on. But inevitably feels like there is is some Lamar Jackson shift to it. And I spoiled the pick for the Bills. The Ravens will not have an Elam on their team. Okay, well, that makes sense. There we go. So we don't have to worry about that, talk about, think of, talk about that, think about that. Felt like corner running back. The Bills have been been floating on for sure. Trey White coming off an injury. So they give up 100. They pick up 130 in this move. They gave up 100. They acquired 23, turned that into 25, and acquired 130. So Eric Costa is wheeling and dealing players, picks, lifelines, boats, cars, houses. This is <laughs> unbelievable. How active they've been is unbelievable tonight in the last hour and a half, I guess. What 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 time was Kyle Hamilton? That was probably what, like eight or no, like nine thirty. So in the last two hours, they have been unbelievably active. Dallas picks ahead of them and then they pick again. I know the, the. I mean, now I'm now my brain is completely broken, and going into the the world, the realm of Instagram and that kind of shit. Lamar Jackson, who hadn't posted Raven stuff in quite some time, has been getting into it a little bit more. Posted himself wearing a Ravens jersey, talking about can't wait for fall, all this kind of stuff. And if it's the truth, Hollywood Brown's the one who wanted out. You know why? Why would Hollywood Brown not be working out with Lamar? Uh, it felt. It feels like Lamar had to have known that. I don't know the the amount of speculation this has turned into, and the amount I've tried to resist a quarterback con, uh, contract controversy situation, and all of this stuff, and how basically dumb I am and thought this would have been resolved like six months ago has just been the exact opposite. So we are now in the upside down world of Stranger Things, twenty twenty two NFL Draft Edition.
So we shall see. We shall see. We shall certainly see. Another pick. Now the fighting Jerry Jones, one ahead of the Ravens. No Traylon Burks, which I hate. I wish they could have picked him. We needed him. that one. Yeah. We needed that one for us. That would have been that would have been a, as a Cowboys positive. Podcast, we are a Cowboys pod. That would have been good for morale. Man, oh man! Shoutouts to my guy Dave. I hope you get who you want here, and Dylan. There was a lot of there was a lot of Kyle. Ham- well, what if Kyle Hamilton falls to the Ravens? Talk. A lot, a lot, a lot of it the last couple weeks. They got one of the best players in the draft. That is my thought on it. I I agree. And and one of the most rare skill sets, I just from a, you know, whatever. They took BPA. They did. They took BPA. Very stock. That's all it, that's all it boils down shout to. Out, shout out to uh, Lars. Very stock. Talking backpedals, talking hips, talking, talking range. Talking, talking length, talk, exa- talking willingness, talking attitude, talking weight room. Character. Well, he'll need to get in the weight room a little bit more, but I think that was like a thing people wanted was more, more weight room. Yeah, yeah. But it feels like feels like the people's uh, Isaiah Simmons, where he really is a safety. He really is defined a little bit more, but can do. Some and he's going to go to a defensive coordinator with some testosterone, unlike Isaiah Simmons, who I don't even know who he went to a couple of years Cardinals. ago with the Cardinals. Well, I know he went to the Cardinals, but I don't know who their coordinator was at the time. So Kyle Hamilton, man, oh man, do you need an instant impact? On your defense from a rookie to to be competitive, the Ravens are building defensively, reactively from the back end. Man, the the most expensive secondary, the most prestigious secondary that I can remember at this point. What do we what do we got in the comments here as we're rolling through? We got a lot of people. It's uh, Sports Providence is popping off actually a little bit, saying lay off the drinks. Lamar Jackson doesn't want to go anywhere. I don't know if you said anything about Lamar Jackson wanting to go anywhere. I um, didn't say a single word about Lamar Jackson wanting to do anything. All I referenced was they haven't had him do a contract extension. Hollywood Brown is traded, and I think that the Ravens took a step back in providing weapons for Lamar as of now. We have like three million fourth round picks from Mister T. Very true. Consolidate. Uh, you have to consolidate. You fucking have to. You cannot pick 12 so players. three receivers? Brother, they that might need to. That is now wide open. They might need to. Um, why? Dude, Mr. T, I, I fucking love this. Why do we need so many fourth round picks? I'm with you, bro. They got, they got a... They got I, a did a, I, I, I did that joke mock, and you had your... your you were like, uh, I, I'm I, I sorry for you. All that, glad, yeah. Whatever, I'm happy for you. I'm sad for you. I ain't reading all that. Well, Eric Tacosta. Seems to have had the similar approach in terms of willing and dealing. You know what? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Two trades already. He made an unexpected trade to get a first-round pick, and now he's got ammo to move up into a second round where he needs a motherfucking wide receiver. He needs that. Get some offensive line help. Get an edge. We'll see what they do here. And hopefully you hit on those picks. Well, they're not going to hit on all of them. No, they will not. No, they They hit on 14, which is good. They've got a 15-year, like... Really good safety, so that's big. Man, Rashad Bateman. Every opportunity to be the prince who was promised. You're fucking A right, and he looked the part when he was on the field last year. He's got to stay on the field. Absolutely. Oh. He had a little bit of a Russian accent, a little twang there. Absolutely, comrade. Absolutely. George Karlaftis. Could be. Well, actually, Baltimore Ravens. I would... 
I wouldn't mind that. There's just other than thickens like the, you know, I'm offensively Linderbaum is still there. I mean, Christ almighty. If you want to break my brain, Eric, take me. He was, as uh, Doug Farrar put it, he was blowing kisses at Linderbaum. DaCosta was at the uh, podium in the in the combine, <laughs> which is what? quite a. What was he doing? Quite a. <laughs> what visual. was he actually doing? Oh my god! It's Eric's world, and we're just living in it. It really is, and the funny thing is, he's literally like five miles away from us right now. Yes. Think about that. Yep. Like yep. that's wild. Yep. My heart's been he- beaten heavy, thick, and deep. I felt pretty detached from this emotionally, and it's been great. I like, I don't know. My brain's broken. But at Kyle Hamilton, at Ravens, LFG, let's get this thing started. Excited to be a part of the Ravens flock. Thank you, Kyle Hamilton. You would deserve a Kyle Hamilton jersey, my friend. I, I'm going to, brother, you don't think I'm getting one. You don't know me. I, I'm all over that. What like, color? What stink color? on what shit. Again, I'm going to do a white jersey. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Championship that's a, that's white. That's Baltimore County shit. It is, and it's it's that Notre Dame shit, too. Championship it white, is. very pretentious. That's that's me. Well, it's not me, but it's going to be me in this case. It is. It is indeed. Oh, boy. Marquise Brown makes his <laughs> what first. What the fuck? I'm watching that, too. What? So this is this has been going on for quite yeah, some time. Yeah, this, this was, yeah. All right. Well. And I spoiled the pick. God, don't open your phone, but oh well, we're deep in the first round now. Day two is going to be... um, Let me just say that me doing my edge rankings for an article last night was not worthwhile relative to what has happened today in terms of sleep, but we're up, we're at them, we're ready for it. Was it ever going to be worth it? No, probably not, but here we are. And... This pick was was pretty well precedented. Ravens just trade back again at this point. Cowboys select Tyler Smith from Tulsa. Ah, they love the tenacity. They love the the violence. They love the ability in the run game. They love what he can do in close quarters. And uh, you know he's got. And he's from Oklahoma. He's got length. He's from Oklahoma. He's a he's a southwestern boy. And Those Oklahoma boys roll their joints all wrong, though. I have heard that. Rolling them joints. You you that's a joke for literally not even you. It's just for me. Okay, there you go. Uh, but all right, now we're back up on the clock with the Titans, Bucks, Packers, Patriots. To round oh up. yeah, the Jones boys. Let's fucking go. They're just so happy to get Tyler baby. Smith. Yeah. Frisco. Yep. The house that Jerry built. I love that for them. I love look at this guy with the GoPro. Are GoPros like are they back? What happened? I thought they went away. Ian said they were gonna trade up. Yeah, Ian, you fucked up, man. I I like Shap, uh Rappaport a lot, but he he beefed up today. PFF is over the moon. <laughs> For what Eric Costa did. They're also over the moon for Tyler Smith going at 24. So that was not something I saw happening, and he was high on their board. Four first-round picks in two years. Hamilton, 
isn't going to be a B word, followed by a UST, I don't think. So who do you take here? Can you, can you, can you hit it, Eric? Can you take these four first-round picks and hit four times? That might be your defining, your defining moment. Well, he just traded away his first ever pick. He did. Good point. So his second ever, well, not Ravens second ever, last but. for the first time in their division in the DaCosta and in the Harbaugh era. As I was going to say, the when's the last time that they did that? They finished last. Uh, but they didn't finish last in the Jimmy Clausen year. No, they the Browns, the Browns yeah. Oh, and thirty-four that year because they they didn't no they didn't sweep the Browns but they beat the Browns once that year I think the Will Browns Hill were, kick six was that yeah that? yeah no. and then Josh McCown beat them like unexpectedly it's funny I think Mike Pettin was a coach that year and I went to school with Mike Pettin's kids when he was here so really really nice family I like Mike Pettin a lot shout um, out Megan Pettin yeah yeah shout her out um, so man DaCosta has a chance here guys to try and nail four you I think you nailed two. Bateman had the funky stuff at the beginning, but came on the field, looked the part immediately. OA looks the part. Kyle Hamilton again, inserting into that defense. I'm just, oh, God. They have a new defensive coordinator. They it's okay. Have, it's all right. They have so many DBs. They don't have enough corners still. Andy Booth, George Karloftis, Jermaine Johnson, Arnold Abiquetti. What What are you going to do, Eric? Who's the one? Kyle Hamilton's the one. Well, here who's the who's the who's the rebuff because they've known this is coming. They've been sitting here, and whatever their circumstance was, this their board has been yeah, it's been whatever centered their, Whatever this. their circumstance was, they traded Marquise Brown. It's Marquise Brown's already in Arizona. They know that's been happening for quite some time. And God, that sucks that Sammy Watkins signed with the Packers. Like, but I would have liked him hang around for the summer, you know, see if he can get a, a it's sniffing. Fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I get that. It's fine. I, it's, I, it's fine. Just, it's fine. It just sucks. It's fine, but it sucks. I don't know. Major moves on the way. Hopefully. But at this point you have DB's glore, safety's glore, Brandon Stevens, um, roll Brandon Stevens down into the slot. He played outside corner at SMU showed the hips, showed the feet, all of those things. So, you have DBs. I don't know if you've defined corners necessarily, but now you've got Mike McDonald, year one. You have a needed edge. Your defensive line's okay. Your linebacker room is not, you know, one of the best in the NFL, but you've got PQ, Bynes. You're looking for Malik Harrison. Man, oh, man. Offensively, they need to address the offensive line just a little more. They will at some point with one of their 72 picks in this draft. And hopefully we see the consolidation. Hopefully we see those six fourth round picks turn into, you know, two, three fourth round picks, an extra third, an extra second. And, and they're, they're really deliberating this thing because they're still on the clock. No pick in yet. Yeah. Eric's on the phone. Eric has 16 different phones in the war room. Well, the problem is you just, you got to get a couple more draft picks. Like they only have like 15 right now. So you got to work the phones a little bit, try and see if you can acquire maybe another fifth rounder and get a little more value AJ out of the same. Marquise Brown traded. Orlando Brown traded. Brown, Brown, and Brown. Sounds like it could be a law firm that Jimmy Sexton works for. Slipping Jimmy Sexton. That man breaking the bank. He's the sex man. <sighs> Great. Eric doesn't need those classes. Who's the intern in the back there? 
I feel like, and, and I haven't been able to, I see Joe Horty is just swiveling his is chair. Is that Stern right there? No, that's not Stern. No, Stern's got dark hair. I don't know. Who well, knows? no, the, the other guy with dark hair, but Stern has a round face. Uh, whoa. But. not He's not fat, but he has a round <laughs> face. Uh, but I don't know. Um, didn't look like an ecstatic room. I don't know what the what the vibe is here. But the Ravens are running it down. I think Eric's he's still wheeling and dealing, man. Booth. <laughs> I had them grab Booth at thirty nine. I would love that. Devin Lloyd. I'm good on that. It feels like there's no it's Linderbaum. My God. I would be totally fine with that at 25. Yeah. I'd be fine with that at 25. Like, I think it would still just be unlike what they do. I, 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 it would. It would be a, a little unprecedented for them. But so is taking wide receivers on the first two days for, you know, a couple of years in a row. So is trading away a wide receiver that has been very productive for you for a first round pick. Things are getting a little weird. It's, things are, things you want to get nuts? Stirred. Let's get nuts. You need another one? I'll take another one. Then. I, I, I gave you, I thought I, did I give you, you already finished them both? I have no idea. Maybe. You might have. Okay. Oh, after, after they No pick. worries. Yeah. Here we go. Pick is in. Walk on up, Goodell. Matt Stover announcing the second round pick as we needed. That's an interesting statistic. It's it's a base conversation of well, whatever. But you know, I don't know. I'm just very curious to see the planet wide receiver for the Ravens rolling through 2022. Very curious to see what happens. They need one in the Lamar Jackson saga. They need one. Here we go. I'm going to go Karloftis is my, my last predicky. I'm going to do the same. There you go. Tyler Linderbaum at 25. Short, short arms. Doesn't seem like the biggest scheme fit there at center. But he's got the attitude. He's a Kirk Ferentz guy from Iowa. Very mobile. Maybe you get him on the move. Draft room does look very happy right now. It's Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum in round one for the Ravens. Spencer is suicidal right now. Not that. I. Well. Patrick McCarry. Was not going to start at center up, this so year. The, Ram, the, the Patrick McCary factor. That, he was not going to be the center this year. He shores like. up your tackle situation. You drafted a center only. The The question here is, there's the immediate thought is scheme fit. But again, and I've said this about receiver, Linderbaum, if they took a receiver, whatever, is going to outlast Greg Roman. In all likelihood, if you play through your rookie contract, you will outlast Greg Roman. So it's it's a little bit of a shift in your offense. It's asking him to do some unfamiliar things. But if you're confident in, in his ability to drive guys off the ball, you think he's that well-rounded of a prospect, then, then there you go. The athleticism, the consistency, he is incredibly strong in the weight room. 
hard worker, does all of the things, hits all of the character aspects that you want, team captain, and ultimately ends up being Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, a meat and potatoes, highly rated draft for you. So we shall see. I didn't think that would be the pick. The Ravens fuck their trends in Eric DeCosta's tenure, have continued to. They have not valued center very highly. They let Bradley Bozeman walk. The Jets just traded up. But they, they took Jermaine Johnson. So they do love Jermaine Johnson. And now they walk away with Garrett Wilson. Who is it for? Sauce Gardner. They took Jermaine Johnson. Excuse me. No, no, no. Who are there? For Ahmad Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and now Jermaine Johnson. Quite a haul for the Jets. Yeah. Uh, but Linderbaum can move, can scoot, can reach. He's the best reacher. You know, he's, he's Garrett Bradbury plus. Um, just crazy to me. I don't know. Creed Humphrey goes the back end of the second round. I had a higher, much higher grade on Humphrey, but hey, I don't know a damn thing about a damn thing. The Ravens trade Marquise Brown. They pick Kyle Hamilton at 14. They pick Tyler Linderbaum at 25. They have 47 picks left. And here we go. Lamar Jackson tweeted WTF. Uh, so guess he didn't know that was happening. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that's in relation to the Linderbaum pick. I'm sure he'll be happy with that, but doesn't sound like he was too clued in on this uh, Hollywood Brown situation. So that's, know. you got to, I don't know what's going on. We've watched but, Aaron Rodgers. We've, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what's going on, but if you're the Ravens front office, I think you got to do better than that. And I love the Ravens front office. I, you know, I think they're very smart people, but you got to be better than that. They had this thing ready to go in the chamber and they made the move. Hollywood Brown was already in Arizona. You knew this thing was happening. Let your quarterback know about that. And that's if he didn't know, I I'm speculating based off of that tweet, but that tweet seems like he didn't know. It also happened exactly as they picked Linderbaum. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think he's that guy though. You're not that guy, pal. I don't think he's shown himself to be that yeah, guy. No, he didn't know. He had no idea who Rashad yeah, Bateman was. He last doesn't year. know who Linderbaum is. Yeah. Well, weird draft, weird trade, weird situation, weird times. We'll see how this plays out. Uh, I don't know. I don't love. Lamar Jackson tweeting, what the fuck? I don't... I don't love that either. Don't know. Uh, like I said, you know, it feels... Boz, what the fuck, man? Gentlemen, what is going on right now? Um, I don't... Well, first of all, I like the Hamilton pick. I think it's a, a step towards... You know, I always talk about dime and big nickel, and, you know, I'm in favor of that. Trading Hollywood on its face, I think could be a good move. I'm not a fan of the Linderbaum pick. And I think this entire draft just uh, reinforces the theory that the Ravens are too focused on the long term and not focused enough on the short term because they're going to have to remake uh, the blocking system now. My question is, are they too focused on the long term or are they focused on the long term? Well, I would say they're too focused because of, you know, at some point you have to pay attention to what your competition is doing. And if the other uh, 16 teams in the AFC are going to just cycle through going all in, then long-term uh, planning 
is not going to get you very far. Yeah, but if you're focused on the long term, then you're focused on the long term. You're not worried about what the other teams are doing for this year, which all the other teams in the league are, let's try to win the Super Bowl this year. Fuck value, fuck this, fuck that. Let's just do everything. Every team is doing that. I've been saying for a while, I don't think that they're like in competition with the Chiefs and the Bills and some of these other teams to compete per, compete for a Super Bowl seriously this year. And it's probably not what a lot of people want to hear. Well, you've been saying it for like three years or four years. At what point are they actually going to compete for the Super Bowl? Or are they just going to be wild card forever? I don't, I don't, I don't really. I'm not sure if that's a, a good, a good philosophy. I'm not sure that I have been saying that necessarily for three years. I mean, as far as this offseason goes, like I felt like the Marcus Williams move was long term move. I felt like trying to get Zadarius Smith at a certain number, long term move. I felt like you know going into this draft, like. I just had this feeling that it, it, you know, it just felt like all these other teams, like I said, they, they're participating in the arms race. It feels like the Ravens have not been doing that this offseason. I didn't really feel like it was going to be happening this year, and I'm not really sure Hollywood Brown would be that big of a difference maker to help you do that anyway, so I'm fine with moving on. And um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, uh, you go ahead. Yeah, I, I think Hollywood is a you know, top 30 wide receiver. Yeah, he's, and, I, I love Hollywood. I don't see how trading away your best a weapon weapon or best wide receiver, at least to take a center who requires help in pass blocking and requires you to change a lot of your core concepts as a, you know, a running team is – is going, you know, is going to help, is going to make you a better team for this year. And I agree, they don't have to go in all, all in this year. But, you know, I remember talking to you guys last year, the year before, saying, you know, why didn't they get a wide receiver after the Tennessee Titans playoff loss, et cetera, et cetera. And the, they're just still a young team. They're still coming on. They're still coming on. Okay, we're a couple years later now. And uh, I'm not saying nothing to do with you. I'm, I'm talking about the team. You know, contend every season. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty flawed. I think it's pretty flawed based on what the other teams are doing. Get, I don't get it. I have more questions than I have answers, essentially. Um, you've removed a weapon, your wide receiver room, and, and the one point, Vaz, I, I made earlier that I think resonates with you to some degree. You know, they take Bateman last year, which now seems like there was more to it than the pick at the time. For sure. And I think they, I think to my original point that I was trying to make, I think they looked at this year and they said, you know what, like the injuries happen and everything like that. And like, they might've exposed some things. It's time to hit the reset button a little bit. Like, and again, I know that's not what people want to hear, but like, I think this might be, might represent that a little bit and we'll see what happens with Lamar and everything like that. It sounds like he's not too plugged in as to what was going on, but it just, yeah. Like you've been saying like the contend every season thing, is like not, you know, it's flawed and like we've barbed back and forth on that. But I, I don't even think this is that. I think this is like even longer term than that. I don't even think they're like well, trying to compete. Okay, then like, don't sign Calais Campbell and don't right. sign Josh yeah. Bryan. Yeah, I'm with you. It's like, don't, well, it's fine, like there's fine, no fine, such thing as halfway crooks, either, man. This is the thing that irritates me about that. If you're going to, you want to take a long term rebuild, then do a long term rebuild, but don't do half assed, you know, we're going to halfway rebuild, but halfway. 
get a wild card. We just want to get the wild card right. every single year. That's what. That's the part that, that's here. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. Campbell's like, what is? I, that's that's certainly something that's a little strange, but I don't know, man. Marcus Williams is a long term move. I think the plan. I think the plan is flawed. I think the contender every season plan is flawed. We don't need to. We already did several podcasts on that, but. This is if this is how the contend every season plan materializes, then it just doesn't seem to me to be worthwhile. I, I think that the league is designed for teams to go up and down and up and down and up and down. And if you try to stay, you know, steady, then you you definitely help your floor, but you hurt your ceiling at the same time. For sure, yeah. all of those things resonate in in ways, but I don't know. I just I'm very curious about the vision. Yeah about what you do in a in a post-draft presser now. You take a center that, you know, I like in ways, but I don't view him as a complete prospect. He could be an all-pro, whatever, probably will be. Kyle Hamilton, another good player. Just that it's like, what is the – they took another safety in, in this grand scheme of things in a center. I just don't quite see the – team building plan. And my biggest questions are just about what you're doing with Lamar. Like what is happening with Lamar? That is a big gray cloud now over this that they fucking kind of drafted. Like they're the Texans in my opinion. They always do. No, they, they, they drafted, you know, BPA they traded back from 23, whatever. That's fine. The, the trade back from 23 makes complete sense in, in this hindsight, but it's like you drafted, like you had n- no, I don't know. You just needed to add care. They drafted character guys. They drafted team captains again. Both of those players are very highly regarded. Linderbaum is very highly regarded. I'm not as high on him, you know, as most, whatever. He could be way better than I think. Hamilton could be a knockout of the park, but you're, you basically have, you know, four safeties that you like. You have two corners. Now at this point, you got a lot of picks. They're not going to hit on all of their picks and you've got, one receiver that you feel like really features a profile of helping or being an impact player. Mark Andrews, I consider a second receiver, so we'll go with two there, but I don't know. I mean, Bateman has, you know, he, he flashed in a couple games, but yeah, I hear you. Like last year when they took Bateman, I was saying finally they have a divisional round caliber or conference championship round caliber receiving core. And they trade away the guy. And I was, I mean, I thought Johnson was the obvious pick there. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, and then, or honestly, I was like, you know what? What if EDC just gets a little crazy, gets a little freaky and gets pickings? But the Linderbaum pick, I, I was on board with everything until the Linderbaum pick. And I think the criticism is warranted right now. It's a weird move. So the, I will say the you know, and, and I agree all on all of those. I guess the one thing there's a lot to it, but McCarry's no longer your center. You feel like you have tackle depth. That side is fine. I don't know what you do. How good is their line? It's not you know, we we've been talking about this. It's not like they have I mean, their line's still not one of the better lines, I don't think. I think it's kind of around Mediocre, middle middle of the league. Linderbaum comes in, you slot him in between whatever happens to left guard, Zeitler, and the scheme stuff, whatever. He's he's going to be good in pass pro. He's going to be good in 
you know, passing off. He's going to be able to allow you to do some athletic things um, in terms of, you know, running zone, whatever, whatever, whatever. But a lot of it banks on Ronnie Stanley. McCary's freed up now to be the true six man. There is plenty of tackle options, in my opinion, to, to round out. I think there's still starters that you can draft, whatever. I don't know. I just really. Where's the pass defense? Where is the pass? I, I think I think that's right. I think there's tackles I like. Um, there's tackles I like probably in round three. Um, sure, but yeah. now you've you've just removed a weapon, and right. I get Hamilton. I get it. I like him. He possesses a really unique skill set. What he can do, maybe not in man coverage, but in doing literally everything else, is is going to add value to your defense. Jaguars take Devin Lloyd, but second linebacker off the board. Yeah. So, but. No, you, you have so many safeties. You don't have corner depth. You still have needs at edge rusher, which could be filled very well. They have the 45th pick. The, the second tier of edge rushers, Karloftis, is still available. Apparently, Green Bay loves him, so maybe we'll see him come off the board right now. Um, and you have a big need of wide receiver now, too. That, that's, so what, so, that's, so I'm just, uh, that's, that's my, my big yeah. gray area. Because, I agree. And, and we've isolated it to Mr. Jimmy Sexton, the, the agent for Marquise Brown for A.J. Brown, for Debo Samuel, and I think at least one of, if not both, of D.K. Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. He is the agent of all of those 2019 receivers. Um, He's a big-time agent. He does a lot of the uh, yeah. the highest-paid uh, college football head coaches, too. Right. Yeah. So can you parlay this into a Metcalf? Can you parlay this into a McLaurin? Can you parlay this into something else? Is you got you, you have to get something professional. Like, I'm not sure a rookie gets it done. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you very easily miss at whatever they do. And at this point, so the, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Boz. No, the critique is that they always choose depth over over high end players, and I think this this draft and their it's just a philosophy. I don't know and about I that. It, Pretending to like Linderbaum and, and Hamilton depth, but I don't know about them being no. Well, they had the first round pick, and then they said, you know what? Let's trade Hollywood and get Linderbaum and a fourth round pick. Well, I think Hollywood. Apparently, it sounds like he want this. They had didn't been, want to pay Hollywood. It sounded like Hollywood wanted to I go. Know, but and they, they still had two more him. years where they didn't have to pay him yet. That's what I'm talking about. It's always long term. Let's trade the guy. It used to be let's get rid of a guy a year too early. Now it's, let's get rid of a guy two years too early. And like and the receivers aren't going to put up with that. Is what it feels like after watching Adams and Hill and Samuel and AJ Brown and and it's, and it sounds like Voss that he put this in motion. He didn't want to stay because it sounded like he didn't want to play on that and he wanted to get paid as soon as possible. So he makes that move. And uh, you know, obviously Josina Anderson got that report from the Ravens front office. So it's probably stilted towards them a little bit, but it sounds like he wanted to make that happen. So at that three point, guys I, now. I get it from that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, we can, you know, we can, we can talk about now. that until the cows come home, but you're a hundred percent right. Like they are not good at the wide receiver position right now. Well, no, so not the wide receiver position. They're, they yeah. take team captains. Every player has to be a team captain, and this locker room culture I mean, is so amazing that Hayden Hurst asks for a trade, Orlando Brown asks for a trade, Hollywood and Brown Hollywood asks for a trade. Yeah, that, that well, sounds It's just, it's just not adding up. Why is What is the point of taking all these team captains and building up this locker room character, and, and you can't keep Earl Thomas' head on straight? You know what is what is the benefit of this? This this seems very counterproductive to me. To take these guys that are character guys, and then your locker room is still falling apart, and everybody's asking for trades and getting kicked off the team at the same time. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on inside the building, so I, I can't speak to that. First round picks, whatever. You know, they're going to be team captains. But I don't know. I, 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 I'm curious about the, the, the fucking post-draft press conference. Yeah. For sure. And it seems like if Lamar's not disgruntled, he's at least a little gruntled. So <laughs> what the what the fuck, man? I don't what the fuck? I like And, and it comes back to it comes back to this. So so Hollywood Brown, you trade him because you don't want to pay him. You didn't want to get thirteen million dollars a play for twenty million dollars a pay. Sure. But then what do you follow that up with? Where is that? Where are you getting the remaining, you know, aspect from in the past game offensively? I don't know. How are you getting better? How are you getting better? How are you getting over the divisional round hump? I don't think you are for I, this year. And I don't think they I, made and to, to be honest, Vaz, you know, they didn't make any they didn't make any this year moves at all, really. You know, if you want to Calais, Campbell that I guess is fine, but like that wasn't a big move. Relative, all right, but all these small moves that, that up. Move. They all, you know, you do Moses and you do Calais and you do Pierce, and then all of a sudden you don't have enough money to get a, a real difference maker. I mean, you know, how many years are we going to do this? But like, they didn't want to pay Hollywood in the grand scheme of things, so you do have the money to make to get a difference maker. I don't know that those are one to one in that scenario. You also Moses, you, you Moses needed doesn't Moses. Have to be a one, like, Moses doesn't have to be a one year player for you. You, you needed Moses. Campbell, like. fine. Campbell's a one year player, not the end of the world. Pierce doesn't have to be a one year player for you, but. I don't know that they made any moves for this year. Holly, trading Hollywood is not a move for this year. So it really just in the end opens up the uncertainty of what's going on with Lamar Jackson. It makes me concerned about the Lamar Jackson situation. above so, all. The qu- so the question for me, why don't they make moves for this year? You see all these other teams the making moves. Because the AFC is stacked. Every team's going all in. So how many teams are going to make the AFC championship? Two. How many teams are going to go to the Super Bowl one from the AFC and might not win it? So if everyone's going all in, in in this conversation, if everyone's going all in, if everybody is buying high, where is where are you getting value? Where do you feel that sense? And regardless, if you don't, if you have a hundred million dollar left tackle, again, I'm going to tie it back to Stanley. If you have a hundred million dollar left tackle, you're not getting ten million dollars out of play from, then you're fucking handicapped to start with. And you know who didn't, and who I'm confident like I've been saying, is going to be in the divisional round at the very least is the Chiefs. They have a lot of fucking draft picks, and they're probably still going to be in the divisional round. I think they're, in a, the I think wor- they're in a weird at, spot, too. At worst. I think they're, I think they're divisional round at worst. They're in a very nuclear division right now, too. They are, but I think they're divisional so, round at worst. So if you can't, if Stanley's injury hand, handicaps oh you God, so Cole much. Strange went in the first round. Really? What the fuck? To the Packers? To the Patriots. Well, I guess it's the next tough. pick is Cole Strange. I guess well, the Packers got a pick, but I guess it's. So if you're not if you're not gonna if you're not trying to win the Super Bowl this year, then stop! Don't sign stop gaps. They didn't to really sign stop gaps though. They signed, they signed, they signed the some stop gaps. Campbell's Spencer. the only one. Who else Pierce, is a stop gap? Bynes is a multi year deal. Bynes is a is a vet minimum player. So no matter who, like rule of fifty one. That's that's not a stopgap. There's no there's no financial aspect to that. So I feel like Campbell's the only one in that sense. It was like, all right, we could have not. He could have sailed off into the sunset. We could have, you know, moved. Pat Ricard, would you sign Pat Ricard if you're not chasing the Super Bowl? I don't think he's he's playing multiple years. 
So I can get I can, right. I can I can get into there's a different discussion of like what your scheme is, what you want to do with your offensive coordinator, what you want to do as an offense. That's fine. We can get into that, but it's not a stopgap to me. That's well, not to a me, if you're if you're not trying to win the Super Bowl this year, then why don't you save a little bit of cap space for next year? They just saved Instead all the cap space with Hollywood, though. Right, but they're but why not save the most you can? Why why are you trying to, you know? Let's just get a wild card and say we contended. I don't think they're trying that, to get a wild card this year. That wasn't a wild so card. So why did they sign Campbell then? That's there we go. There's the one. But I don't think they're signing that, you know, I don't think it's like we took a Well, why even do one? Why do one? Because you you like the veteran, whatever. I, it was like a couple million dollars and it doesn't have any ramifications long term. Like mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but I don't know. Campbell Campbell is the one. And it's like fine. If you want to say if you want to like pick the philosophy over Campbell versus no Campbell. Fine, you can have that one, but I don't think that's like sweeping against your philosophy if you're doing that. I don't know, man. It just I mean, it feels to me, very, if you're going to do it, like do it. it I hear if you're you, gonna but, do it, but do overall, it, no? I think the better overarching picture of your point is what is the vision? What is the plan? In the general? plan is to make the wild card every year and try to get lucky. That's what they've been. That's what they've said, and that's what they've done for the last nine years. But. I, I don't agree with that. I mean, 20, 2019, trading for fucking Peters at the deadline, some of those things. Sure, there are moments of that. There is that philosophy. Get to the dance and see how much noise you can make. I just don't know. I don't know. So who are we looking at for tomorrow? Let's let's get on a more positive Arnold Abiquetti. Carl Loftus. You think he's making it to 45? Pickens, apparently, I don't. We'll see. I, I, they, the, the number one smoke screens of everything of people saying things ahead of time, and it felt. If they like get Pickens at forty-five, I'll be, I'll be very excited. That would be exciting for sure. Um, Christian Watson, not terrible there, wide receiver wise. Now we're back into this fucking wide receiver purgatory that we thought was fixed. How many Jake, wide receivers? Jake's am I favorite place How in the world. How much wide receiver tape am I going to have to watch for this podcast? <laughs> How make, much? I'm going to make you stay up till 5 a.m. this time. You're going to have to watch them all. Now, I'm going uh, to chain you to it to a desk, and you're going to have to just you're going to have to grind it out. Um, what okay, pick so is Ro- are they taking Romeo Dubes at 100 or 110? Alec Pierce. Alec at Pierce. 76. That, that was my pick. Yeah. Yeah, Miles Boykin at 76. Fuck yeah. (laughs) So they they not only stripped down Boykin, and, you know, they did let go of Watkins. They're, I, what the, there has to be a move for a veteran. Well, well, just on cue, Will Kaplan just said, bring back Willie Sneed. So uh, there we go. Great. Great. (laughs) I, like... You can you can find wide receiving talent. I, I know that's not what people want to hear right now, but you Jake, can. I hate to say it, I've I've loved it so much for the last couple of years, but the fact that we just saw London at eight, Wilson at ten, yeah, then Olave at eleven traded up for Olave, Lions traded up for Jameson Williams, I, I, and then Burks went early too. Burks, so there was six receiver at Dotson at sixteen. And Dotson, so there was yeah. in eight picks excuse me in 10 picks there were six receivers i to me what that says is that the ravens are on the right side of the the should we pay the receiver thing in ways but vaz to your point at the same time number one you're removing a weapon from lamar jackson you're he tweeted what the fuck 
So I just don't get the vision right now. I yeah, I, I, I think uh, not paying a receiver is a great strategy. Personally, I think that's one of those efficiencies. To Jake's Jake, point, yeah. So yeah, like Jake that. mentioned that a long time ago, but I don't it think it does suck the way you know they could have let him walk and got a third round. No, it sucks. Like I wish that Burks or somebody had fallen to like early second round. You could jump up to grab one of those guys. So like right now, you're looking at Pickens. That's kind of the one guy I would really be eyeing as worth a trade up. It sucks. It fucking Dotson went. He was another guy that I was looking at as second round option. I had Pickens. I had Pickens above Dotson. Yeah, no, I mean they're both they're both great second round options. To me. Loftus um, off yeah. the board, Cole Strange off the board. That's totally so, fine. Um, um, Darker Knight says, please trade all fourth round picks for McLaurin. I think Spencer made that years back. I'll never forget one of the one of the many podcasts we did. Spencer's like, can you trade four donkeys for a horse? But they'll never do that. <laughs> well, but uh, they, anyway, I, you, I don't know. They I don't do like it because they want that. They want that. They're not DK when someone tells Terry, you they want that. And honestly, I would rather have DK or Terry burn me at the cross. I'd rather have DK or Terry than Debo. To be to be frank, I yes, think that Debo agreed. is hyper hyperized with value because of what he was in Shanahan's offense. Where I would love to pay if he was the same cost as McLaurin or or DK. I think you know there's a different conversation. Feels like he's not. Feels like in draft capital. And everything, you know, the hype of the NFC Championship, the hype of what he was able to do in without great quarterback play, whatever, I don't know. But give me DK or give me Terry, and all of this makes sense. Everything is right in the world. This draft looks much better. All of those things look much better. So if that yeah. is what is on the horizon, that's a picture that I can can feel and see and, and you know, feel better about. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair – a fair but then you know, what, wait so, and see – Wait and see how the draft unfolds. Wait and see how the offseason unfolds. Wait and see how the trade deadline unfolds. But I had higher hopes for this draft than subtracting your best wide receiver. And, you know, I, I like Hamilton. I think he's a matchup piece. Uh, but I'm not a fan of the they, Linderbaum you know, pick. To Marcus Williams' question here. Over the middle of the field. Him and Marcus Williams can close a lot of throwing windows underneath with Hamilton and through the intermediate into deep and Marcus Williams deep can close a lot of throwing windows. Sure, that's all fine. Don't hate all of that, but it's it's just nuts. This is I, just I, nuts. It's I a lot to process. Yeah, no, time. it is. It's a lot. I like both of these picks a lot. I like them both a lot, but it just feels like where's the 2022 value in them for both picks? Right. And I'm a huge Kyle Hamilton guy, but like it just, you know, to both your guys' point, and like, you know, I know I've said that like, you know, maybe they have long-term plans in mind, but yeah, it does feel like that doesn't really help you a ton in the immediate especially trading way Hollywood. So, yeah. Corey Smith again. is applauding Eric DaCosta. Jesus Christ. I, you know, I'm sure he's he is. Like, yeah. he's, they all, they love, everybody he's a loves man. the Ravens drafts until you get to January. To uh, forever, forever and always. To Marcus Williams' question, Linderbaum is the highest-graded center in the draft. What am I missing? Highest-graded center in, from not from me, but from many others, highest-graded center in years. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's that guy. He's small. He's undersized. He has short arms, and he's like a zone blocking center. He's so not, yeah, he's not their it's, typical it's, profile. There's an, position op- there's an opportunity yeah. cost. You know, a couple years ago, Tennessee threw him around and dominated them on the interior of the offensive line. You don't want a small guy. That's not that. I don't think he's he for for a specific team for a Shanahan team. He's a uh, plug and play. You know, all pro. 
Uh, I don't think he's that kind of guy for this this team. And I think it really makes you question the Ben Cleveland pick and some of these other picks because the players just don't mesh together. And again, where's the vision? I don't know. I think, I guess, you know, we're looking at scheme fit and we were dead fucking wrong in their eyes. So curious to see how Linderbaum plays out. The, the things he does well, he does at an absolutely elite level. So um, this is something that, you know, Cole and I have talked about this so many times and it's like, what is the downside? What is, what is the bad? It's that you, you know, you don't want to have him drive blocking, but guess what? This is the other part of that that hits me too. McCary is not dissimilar from Linderbaum. Short, light, quick, stubby, and those things. So if that was the the plan, then you you've upgraded a sense. Yeah, but why not just? It's like an eighty twenty. That's like the classic eighty twenty, right? But now you have McCary, and from what I've heard, you know, my limited sources that they never viewed McCary as a guy that they want playing seventeen games. They don't think he he holds up seventeen games. They view him as the master of all, or excuse me, the jack of all trades, master of none. So you can slot him in for four games wherever you want on the offensive line. So depth wise, you feel a little bit better. But they paid him a decent amount of money for they uh, have a lot to of be money. a backup. They have a lot of money to do literally whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, and it's also they good have to- money for a, they have back money for a quarterback that we don't know if is going to sign an extension. And it's also good to have offensive line depth, as we've learned. If if Lamar is gone, I'm going to literally cry blood. Like, I will hurt myself in my own brain. <laughs> like, that will break my spirit, my soul, my back, and my heart. You're getting a little Gary Busey on me here. So my, those, mind, my mind, my those, heart, my spirit, and soul. <laughs> I was on a trip out in the Badlands, and Lamar like, Jackson left the team. It's, I'm smiling out of uncomfortability. Utah, get me too. I said they drafted like the Texans. They're, they're like, drafting like they need impact players anywhere. But, this, I mean, the center one, I guess, makes sense. I don't know, man. My brain's in a blender. So gotta put your tender brain in a blender. Uh, mm, gotta put Marshall, your soul in a beautiful Marshall beauty. just texted me. He wants to he wants to join, Jake. If you uh what's that? If you like that guy Marsh Yuri Marshall. Oh no, I fucking is? hate him. He's not allowed to join. All right, fine. No, I'm just kidding. He can he can <laughs> uh I'll, should I send it to him? Yeah, that's fine. He, he'll bring a little juice. Yeah, of course. Oh, he DM'd me too. I'm seeing that now. Sorry, I missed that. So I just, dude, my head's spinning, man. We had a lot. We had a lot happen tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's been something. Now I'm about to get uh, bukaki with a uh, primo position uh, talk from both of you two clowns. I don't know if I can handle that, but I don't know if you've heard me tell you my philosophy on primo positions, Jake. Yeah, but I, think I don't think I, I don't think I ever heard it once. They're they're. I don't think you've heard it once in the last seven years, but they're, but they're. I think they're kind of important. No, that's kind of that's sort of my thing too. I like that. I like them, and obviously, like people probably don't want to hear this, but I, I almost like them more than you. Is the thing that people don't realize is I was kind of the first guy to that block. You know, primo positions go all in every year. That's sort of my thing. So. I mean, you, you got said that for me, you, and it's but I did okay, listen to your podcast. Yeah, it's you know, it's all right. Uh, and you were, you were, you were, you were, you were throwing a little shade at the primo position contingent. Well, but then once technically we got into the bracket, you were my first. I know you said were going all primo positions. Center, eye rolling. <coughs> I don't. I, oh, it's like get the fuck off Twitter, dude. Like, <coughs> I don't know. Like, I could do without all of that. Dax Except Hill for Marlo. To the Bengals. Apparently, Marlo likes 
the uh, Linderbaum pick I saw. Moreland likes every pick. I do like the Bengals not getting Linderbaum. I will say that. I, I like it. I like the Linderbaum so that they could bull rush his ass into Burrow's knee. That was kind of what I was hoping for. We don't advocate for injuries on this show. But the, yes. the, man, the amount of stuff I'm about to have to do on Linderbaum. Which I, I totally hate for you. Uh, I think we're going to end the podcast here. We're going to keep the stream going. So uh, thank everyone for listening. Uh, ran over an hour and a half on the pod. So thanks for tuning in on this Friday morning. It was a quite a quite a roller coaster. We tuned into you guys after they had taken Hamilton, shortly after they had traded uh, Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals for that 23rd pick. And then obviously they wheeled and dealed for Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, thanks, Voss, for hopping on. Always great to talk to you, buddy. Uh, where can the listeners find you and your stuff? Okay, so I guess he is not going to be uh, letting us know. Uh, okay, so you can find him at Vasilis. Beatdown. I'm sorry, uh, it cut out on me for a minute. Go oh ahead. yeah, no. Uh, where can the listeners find? Because we're we're closing the pod. We're going to keep the stream going, but I'm going to close the podcast. We're switching in and out. out. We'll yeah. be we're we're doing a quick oil change. Go ahead. You know my Twitter handle. It's at Vasilis Beatdown. V A S I L I S. Uh, and uh, check out all his writing on BaltimoreBeatdown.com. You can find our Twitter account at Podcast Beatdown. Spencer is at Ravens 4 Dummies. That's the number four in the middle. I am at Jake Luke. That's L-O-U-Q-U-E. Man, this has been a weird, weird night, and it's uh, still kind of continuing a little bit here, but uh, that will be the end for the podcast. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay tuned. Throughout the weekend, we're going to be streaming tomorrow night, I'm sure, for the second round, which is... <laughs> Brother, you talk about uh, having some skin in the game. People are going to be tuning in for that one. So uh, be sure to do that with us as well. Uh, thanks very much for doing so. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Super Bowl out of me. Need that. Need that.